This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I am so happy to have two of our incredible international fellows with us uh, who are here at Anderson's program, learning and training with us. Naisha, uh, I hope I said that right, Naisha from Zimbabwe and Rhoda from Uganda. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure. Um, The fellowship program has been around for quite a while. Um, I know it took a pretty big hit during the pandemic where we were down to just a couple of fellows um, still with us, but I understand that it's growing again. And um, I've always been a big fan of the program. I think uh, my interaction with fellows has been limited over the years in my role. However, um, what, one of the things I love about it is the the learning and understanding and and sharing of information that kind of goes both ways and and the long term relationships that we can continue to have um, while you're here and after you're here. So that's a long winded introduction. I'm going to now um, hand it over. Let's start with you, Rhoda, if you don't mind. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you were maybe doing before you uh, came to Anderson to be a fellow and, and what your experience has been so far. Um, my name is Rhoda, like you said. Uh, I am 30 years old and I come from Uganda. Before coming here, I was um, working as a school psychologist at one of the schools back in Uganda. And I've been here for five months so far. End of March will be my full five months. And I'm looking forward to the next seven months because it's been a great engagement. Um, It's been a great time for me to learn um, seeing autism in a different, different, different way from here. And the culture, the people that I'm working with, the stuff and um, all the resources that are available for me to be able to take part in such um, a great time. So, yeah, I don't know what else you want to know. <laughs> well, you, 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 that's great. I um, You worked as a school psychologist in Uganda. Yeah. Um, were you motivated in any part, did you did you start working with children or adults with, who have autism, uh, or I guess children if you're in a school psychology program? Um, did you did you purposely want to come and train in a location that was specifically working with people with autism to gain skill in that area? Do, are you are you looking to fill a gap that you've identified where you are? You know where you're from. So um, just a little background. I um I I did psychology um, for my bachelor's degrees degree back at home and uh, after that I got a chance to work um, with with children that have been abused um, and then that is when I realized that I needed to cross over into my actual profession because by that time I was um, a master's degree student for clinical psychology and while I was studying I had a chance to intern at um, our, our referral hospital back at home, our mental referral hospital mm-hmm. and while I was there I worked in the children's department and we had massive cases 
of autism, we had a lot of children, a lot of parents bringing in their children. And, and you know what's funny? They didn't know what was affecting the children because they didn't know what to, what to call it. Okay. And some, yeah, some of them were saying these kids are possessed. Some of them were saying, oh, I, this child doesn't listen. Um, schools were sending in kids for referrals and saying, we don't know what's happening to this child. They don't seem to face the same direction in class. They don't seem to follow as other children are, are, are learning. They're, they're totally different. They're not fit for school. They're not. So they were bringing all these children into the hospital for the hospital to provide answers. But then what's funny that the hospital didn't have so much answers for them because mm. Was, uh, it, it's it's a new field back at home. It's not a well-researched area. So um, while I was still interning there, I get an opportunity to work in an international school. And in the international school, there is much more exposure because we had some professionals from um, from abroad that would that were bringing skill to 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 the school so we had um a lot of people from the international body bringing their children children on the spectrum children that have multiple other disorders and um i i got interested into learning more how can i help these children in as much as it was an inclusive place and um we had people that knew about the disorder and those that did not know about the disorder, the gap was still massive because parents, teachers, students, they all didn't know how to interact and handle and manage this this kind of behavior. So that is what kept pushing me to learn. I wanted to know more about autism. How do I help these children? How do I give them hope? How do I help the parents to believe in their children yet again? And that, that is when um, a friend of mine tells me about um, Anderson and the training that, is, it, that it's offering. Actually, my friend was the one referred for the program, but she could not come because she, uh-huh. she was heavy. She was expecting. So she's like, brother, this is your area. Please go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so that is how I get to come. Well, in. that's, uh, that's good. the universe works in, in mysterious ways. That's great. Yeah. I'm so thrilled <laughs> that you, that you made it here and hopefully yeah. um, she, everything went well for her and, and with her yeah. growing family. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, great story. Thank you for all that background. Um, I think that it mirrors the background of so many people that I end up talking to on this podcast, who've gotten into the field and are doing anything from scientific research, clinical research, writing books, mm-hmm. creating businesses that employ people with autism. Everyone has a very particular story and it often has to do with meeting a person with autism um, or their family members and sort of saying, there's something else that, that could be done here. There's another way to help or, or I find this work intriguing and, and I, and I've become passionate about it and I have to get further involved. So, um, so thank you for that. Uh, now we're going to switch to Naisha and I'd love to hear your story. Um, you started in Zimbabwe and, and how did you get here? Um, okay. So um, I was back home. I was, I'm a recent graduate. I was studying psychology honors degree and I heard about the before I was interning at an organization that works with children with autism and from there um, I've been in love with just working with the children and just like providing my services in, in, as, in as much as possible and then I heard about um, Anderson from my fellow friend who was here 
um she told me about it but at that time i was still at school and i was like you know what the moment i'm done i'm going to go there and widen my knowledge and just know more about autism and just try to like gather as much information i can so that i can bring it back home because back home um i've there are organizations that talk about autism but there's not much knowledge when it comes to it and i feel like we need to be persistent when it um when it comes to autism and i feel like there's a huge gap mm-hmm. people don't know about it it's not widely spoken about um i also feel like um there isn't much knowledge when it even comes to families with uh with children with autism mm-hmm. and they about it and i feel like this opportunity that i've got when i came here has changed so much i've been here for like this is my 7th month um <laughs> i'm left with 3 months here and i tell you not i kid you not the information that i've heard is 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 very tremendous like i'm so glad i came and i experienced and i had so much exposure when it comes to autism and you can find you find out it's so different from mm-hmm. you know like the way uh people operate here the way they handle um situations it's very different and i really can't wait to go back home and implement this and to work with organizations that deal with children with autism so that we can incorporate this tackle everything exactly so we can bridge and fill in the gap that's missing yeah pretty much that's it yeah that's a lot <laughs> that's uh, it, it begs the question i thank you for that um for that overview and uh, the question i want to ask before we go into our first break here is um when i listen to both of you talk um i get the impression that you're going to be going back to your respective countries when the end of your inter- you know their fellowship is over and you're going to be this wealth of knowledge and experience how do you see yourselves um being received by your your peers and colleagues and and your communities back home when you come back do, are people waiting and anxiously awaiting your return with information and and uh your new expertise or do you do you have positions lined up for yourselves where you're going to be able to be impactful and influential or what's your do you have a plan I'll go first okay. uh personally now the friend of mine that I told you about that gave up her position for me to yes. talk, we are still we're still in touch and together we have um a pro- we have projects that we are working on we've started we we started up even before I got here we mm-hmm. started um an agency called butterflies and under butterflies we have a project called hold my hand and with that hold my hand we are supporting different communities that are being affected with autism so these are communities of parents caregivers schools and 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 different organizations so we want to come up with an umbrella of organizations and offer training and expertise so whatever i'm learning she's she's always on my case have you heard about this what, how are they handling it there so it, as, in as much as I'm, as i'm here mm-hmm. it's like as though i'm back home because yeah. i know what's happening i know what she's running and okay. i have a training that is waiting for me to be done back at home so she's eagerly waiting for me to return such that she can have me pass on the information to the other people but as well i'm trained I'm, i'm i'm teaching her what i'm learning such as she in the meantime she's still passing it on because under butterflies we still have university interns that are assigned to us from macquarie university to come and practice and 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 pick up skills with us so we're assigning them to these different organizations that we are partnering with mm-hmm. such that they get better at the skill so hell there, there are so many waiting for I- 
I love that. That's, that's such a great, so you're already at it. I mean, you're already doing that, um, which is fantastic. And it's such a great, the model, it sounds like the butterflies model is, is Mm -hmm. one that's going to be impactful to a lot of, you know, in a lot of areas and for a lot of people with a, with the beginnings of a small group of you, um, which I would see potential for growth, obviously, but, but that's a really great model, almost like uh, serving as a, as a hub of resources of, you know, information and links and guidance and skills and expertise, um, but not in the kind of situation where everybody has to come to you. You're looking to get that out. No, we want to get it. We want to spread it out because I mean, we cannot be sufficient for everybody else. We need to have all the arms we can, all the feet we can, all the arms we can. Yes. Like an octopus more more than before. (laughs) Um, We have to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to have, I'm going to ask you, Naisha, to, to answer the same question and to give us a sense of what your plans are for when you get back to Zimbabwe. This is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. And now one in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and today I'm speaking with two of Anderson uh, Anderson Center's um, international fellows. We have a program called Anderson Center International, otherwise known as ACI, and we have fellows come and train and uh, learn from us um, for usually about 12 months. Um, and Rhoda and Naisha were kind enough to come on uh, the show today to talk about their experiences so far. It's been very inspiring. Um, so I'm gonna jump right back into where we were before the break. Uh, Rhoda had just finished telling us her plans um, with her program called Butterflies and the sub-program of that called Hold My Hand in Uganda um, that you're kind of uh, in, a part of and involved in and, and will be returning back to in, uh, what did you say, seven months about, right? Yeah, seven months. Um, and Nayesha, I wanted to ask you the same question. What um, What are your plans? And you've been here for seven months, so your return is probably in about five months back to Zimbabwe. Is that yeah. correct? So what are you going to be doing when you get back? Or do you have anything going on right now kind of as you're still here? Um, well, um, when before I came here, like I said, I've been working with um, um, an organization that takes care of children with autism. I We have been in contact and um, we have, like I really wanted to create that um, relationship with Anderson when I go back home so that we can bring more people that will like gain more experience when it comes to autism so that we can like widen the 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 knowledge and so that people can know how to deal with the individuals. So I feel like when I go back home, that is what I'll be working with as well. And to just try and, you know, partner with a lot of people as much as we can so that we can just reach a wide coverage and psychoeducating people about autism and just reach a different province. You know, I don't I just don't want it to be just in one place. I want it to like go as far further as we can. So I feel like with that and with the partnering that I'm planning to do with autism with Anderson, it will probably help us reach um a wider audience and yeah just try to like just be positive as, as possible yeah great so so similar in that you're looking to affect change um on a broad scale yeah. but possibly with a small you know small resources to, to begin with which is i think a model that can certainly work and be sustainable um yes. Do you, you mentioned something just now um, about staying connected to Anderson and it made me wonder you're here um, along with a number of other fellows from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Do you connect well with each other? Is there also that kind of connectivity that's going on when you're here as a fellow where you're 
you're learning and you're training here at Anderson, but you also might be connecting with other people who you may stay connected with once you all are no longer connected physically at Anderson. Yes, I do have like, I mean, example word, <laughs> a friend out of heart, like, um, I really am con- trying to like make myself um, connect with other people so that I can hear more ideas. And yeah. I believe I've um, talked, have this conversation with people from different countries, Bangladesh, um, Uganda, um, Kenya. Kenya, you know, we have been like talking and I feel like I've established a relationship with those people so that when I go back home, I can just, you know, ask them like, guys, what other ideas that I could actually do? You know, yeah. let's brainstorm together. What do you think we can like do to like make the, this you know something that people should talk about you know yeah I I love that I think that's great yeah Rhoda I also know that Anderson I know that Anderson is working towards strengthening the alumni program yes know that very well and I have my ears on the ground Mm -hmm. because after training people then what because I'll be honest with you one year is not sufficient for you to learn everything Everything. about Mm -hmm. autism or about anything because it's still a young field that is growing research is coming out now and then I I I keep receiving newsletters from a particular research um, uh, agency Mm -hmm. in regards to autism and every day something new is coming up so if 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 Anderson continues to strengthen this alumni group then we are going we are bound to stay connected we are bound to continue learning from each other but again it's not just about anderson it's also about us the internationals so if we continue working together even in our different countries i mean that is why they're bringing us together to gain experiences and knowledge from each other and make ourselves better people make make our countries better people better places i want to visit zimbabwe and see how nyasha is carrying it out down there i want her to come over to Uganda and see how we are working. working yeah. I want to be able to speak probably in uh, the Philippines to talk to them about how it's working back at home, all because of these small connections that we have got a chance to make here under the SCI program. Mm-hmm. That is music to my ears, Rhoda. That's that's fantastic. I would love to see the same thing. I'm glad you brought up the alumni program um, and the fact that Anderson is trying to grow that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a really important part of the program and a natural next step. I know that uh, the folks that work in the ACI program, specifically Esty, who I'm sure you both know well, is mm-hmm. extraordinarily passionate about um, the fact that she gets to work with all of you and to be a part of this experience and to really coordinate it. And she's, she's even come and presented at our Anderson family partners um, uh, group when I had a chance to hear her present to the families. And and you may not get this direct feedback, but our families of the children that are here on our campus um, and the, the parents of some of the adults who are in our adult program are very well aware of your presence and your impact. Many of them speak of the fellows by first name and have formed relationships with you all. So you have a tremendous support system among the families as well. And um, and and I know that they would want me to, to express my gratitude, their gratitude to you today, to know that you really are making a huge difference in the lives of their loved ones. Um, and 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 so I, I think that this is one of those moments where I, I have to say something I say a lot, which is that sometimes the autism community feels gigantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a great example, right? Because it's worldwide. There mm-hmm. autism exists everywhere. So um, throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, when I'm talking to people who have passion and and true, sincere, you know, love of the people that you're work you're you're training with and you're learning about and your your love for your countries and for going back and making a difference and an impact 
it, it starts to feel like a really tight knit small community. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. it's one of those moments where it just feels huge and also um, yeah. really intimate and connected at the same time. And, and I think that that is, um, that is a really special part of, of ACI and a, a special part of what you're doing here. Um, so thank you. We have about four minutes left and I just want to, I would love for either one or both of you to give a small quick taste of kind of what a day is like for you here. You know, where do you live? Um, what do you, you know, what are you doing when you're training um, at Anderson? You know, who are you alongside? What are your favorite parts of your day? What do you do for fun? <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, okay, my typical day, well, wake up, go to the gym. I'm really an active person, just trying to get my mind right. You know, that's mm-hmm. like mental. If you mentally prepare yourself for your day, mm-hmm. your day will go by smoothly. I go, I work in the residential. Mm-hmm. I work at Woods with the grad uh, individuals that were years. And so I go in in the afternoon, you know, interact with them. I wait for them, for them to come from school. And then we come and then we just, you know, have activities socialize interact maybe go for walks and come back um pretty much that's it what i do for fun um i really like when i came out that's one thing i've wanted to do exploring america you know traveling that's uh, you seeing different places experiencing different cultures like that's my one of my interests and what else do i do um yeah, pretty much just socializing. You know, I'm an outgoing person. I like to get to know people. I like to have different conversations, you know, learn Likes a lot. to make noise. <laughs> ah, now we so know yeah, a little I'm something like, else. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel, Naisha, do you feel like you're getting a really um, sort of well-rounded life experience while you're here? Yes, I do. I feel like this um, opp- uh, opportunity that I've um had since i came here has been wonderful like i don't want to i don't want to sugarcoat it because i've worked in the residential i worked with the kids i have experienced the highs and the lows mm-hmm. every and every little opportunity has been a learning experience for me and i for i'm forever grateful and forever like appreciative of sd for giving me this opportunity to, to come and to explore and to know um what i'm what like what to do in certain situations and it has it has been a wonderful experience and I've, i'm learning and i'm getting a, a well-round exposure like you know with the kids good that's great to hear Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give Rhoda to you about a minute if you want to add anything to, to what your experience has been like. Uh, my experience, I must say, has been very, very fundamental to who I am right now and my perspective towards autism. I, I don't know. I know you don't have a lot of time, but um, when I look back at home and I see how autism is looked at, mm-hmm. recently a story came out back at home and um, this particular family they had a child and this child started developing symptoms that they did not understand crying not eating and when they took this child to hospital hospital this is a government hospital and then the doctors are saying oh this child has malaria and they're giving the child uh, malaria tablets oh wow and they referred them to they take back the child home the child is still facing the same thing they refer them to another hospital now this other hospital is expected to be bigger and better than the one they were at before but the same thing happened so they're getting a misdiagnosis thrice oh and then it's later that um an organization and these are actually lawyers that um are interested in the health of people they're the ones that went down to pick up this case because the child was being tied to a tree while the mother would dig because the child was destructive the child was uh, this was a child who was 
now turned 17 years old, that is still a child back at home because we're only you're only adults after you're 18 back mm-hmm. at home. So you can imagine these are the things that I thank God that Anderson has given me an opportunity to see differently yeah. because when I go back home, I get to help all those communities. I get to, I know I won't reach every single person, but if one more person is trained out of my training here, then that is another hand stretched out to help. So for me, um, the staff, the, the, the residence manager, the, 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 the teachers, the yeah. students have interacted with parents. The parents, they've all contributed to my experience so far. The five months so far, they've all made this experience rich because every interaction I make back at home, I'm thinking, okay, so if I'm dealing with a parent back at home, this is what it should be. If I'm dealing with a, stu- a student, a child, this is what it should be. If I'm dealing with a teacher, this is what I should do. If I'm dealing with... Um, um, a fellow psychologist, this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's it's still young, but it is great. And I am looking to the, mm-hmm. looking forward to the next seven months, mm-hmm. looking forward to what Anderson has in store for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is great to hear. I, I, you've just been a really wonderful conversation today. And thank you both for sharing your experiences, your background and your plans for the future when you, um, when you have to uh, leave the fellowship program, but hopefully armed with so much more knowledge and experience and enjoyment and, and just a great experience that you've had here. We are thrilled to be able to have this program going and really happy. I'm very happy that you came on the show to share this with me today. So thank you so much, Naisha and Rhoda from our Anderson Center International Program. Appreciate your time and all of your uh, all of what you shared today. All right, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. This is one in fifty four, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in Forty Four, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.